This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the final betting weekly game bet match of the week. It's Nigel Seeley here for Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis betting show and podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsman. He was on yesterday. We were lucky to have him on because he wasn't very well. And unfortunately, he doesn't feel that good today. Again, it's our senior ATP tour handicapper, Sean Calvert. Sean, you're not feeling that good, mate, are you? No, pretty much the same as yesterday. You can probably tell by my voice. It's not not that it's ever that clear, but you know, now it's 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 a bit it's a bit gruff. And um, yeah, I've got to... I've got a few medicines that I'm taking, and um, I've even bought chicken soup, which oh, lovely. which I never do ever. I, I, I've had about one bowl of soup in about five years, so that, that's that's where I'm at. Because I can only eat simple things and have like liquids and stuff like that at the minute. So that's where we're at. Yeah, it's not ideal, but um, yeah, that's how it is. Unfortunately, a chicken soup. I mean, I love a chicken. I love a soup. Me. Oh, I could eat. I could eat soup every day. No problem well, at all with soup. Love a soup. Well, I'll have one in about half an hour when the show is finished. I'll let you know how it was, but um, smell it from here. I had one yesterday. Nice chicken soup. Lovely. I would always have a sandwich over a soup. I would never. Very rare. I'm actually. a lazy. I can't be bothered to make the sandwich. If my, if Paul was here, she'd make me a sandwich. You've still got to cook the soup, though, right? Stick in the microwave. Still Ping. cooking. Yeah, but two minutes, Bosch done. Lovely sandwich. You got you got to put the stuff in. You got you got to butter the bread and then yeah, you got to it's too, it. too too much. I have got too much to do. <laughs> that soup's much easier. Much, revealing much easier. insight into what goes on in your household. Yeah, I, I want to eat. I would I would I have soup. I, I take the dog for a walk and stop off at the chip shop, get some chips and a bit of sausage and batter on the way home. Uh, maybe even stop into the local pub now and again. Have a, have a have a quick half. Um, but when I wouldn't even attempt to uh, to make a sandwich. If she's not here to make the sandwich for me, <laughs> you do when she's not there. Just, just get the chippy. Go around the shop and just buy a sandwich or something. I'm not. I wouldn't make. I won't make one. I, I'm, no, I'm not very good. Not very good at that. I don't have the patience to make a sandwich. <laughs> Thirty seconds is about. I know, it. but it's easier just to get a microwave and just bunk, or a microwave meal, like a spaghetti bolognese microwave meal. Put it in there two minutes. That's my lunch. Perfect. Fair enough. Okay, that's my, that's enough of my eating habits. Um, tennis, uh, it's been a sort of up and down week. A couple, couple of nice winners, a couple of near misses. Um, how do you think of the week so far, Sean? It's been all right. Yeah, not too bad. Some too, the underdogs are doing quite well. Yeah, they normally do in quarter. But as I said, it's the best week for for backing underdog winners, and it's you know it has produced a reasonable amount already, hasn't it? So that's that's why I chose that tournament to kind of focus on. In particular, we've got another bet there tonight, haven't we? Which I talked about at the show yesterday. Um, but yeah, Marseille is always a bit tricky, and, and 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 Dallas they're not they're not great for underdog winners in general. But um, yeah, February can be tough. As, as I said before many times, you know if you have to really limit your bets in February because there's three tournaments every week, and the temptation is to to just have more bets because there's so many more matches going on. And and in the past, you know that's ended up costing me really. I've ended up having too many bets and just not really paring them down to the the perfect ones if I can't if you can call it that. Um, so I'm just doing it slightly differently this year. 
experience. Learn from experience. So when you come on, you see all these tennis matches, you might want to go and have a look. Never let the bets go looking for, don't don't go looking for the bets. Let the bets go looking for you. Some phrase that my dad used to say to me. It's a good, it's a good mantra. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Good good mantra. uh, As as I I place my 25th wager of the day today. (laughs) Uh, Let's have a look. We've got three tournaments, as you said there. We've got Marseille, we've got Dallas, and we've got Cordoba, and we've got picks or matches previewing in all three of those tournaments. We've only got four matches, but they're across all three tournaments. So let's start off in Marseille. Uh, before we do that, Sean, what are the conditions like in Marseille? I've read some reports. I mean, Manchester, Batista Agut said that um, it was it was very slow. Mm. Uh, but the stats aren't shake backing it up a little bit. I don't know. It's a bit misleading. It's a weird one, Marseille. It's, I'm looking at it now because our, our outright Emil Roussevoy is serving for the match, which is never a great position for him normally. He's not the best uh, the best closer in the world, but he seems to be doing it at the minute. Um, it doesn't. It does. It just doesn't look quick. I think the way that the points are being played out, there's a lot of long rallies. I wouldn't call this a quick court um, at all. It's. I wouldn't call it slow either. I'd say it was just a sort of medium, medium slow court to be honest. Um, yeah, but that, that it's it's a conundrum, Marseille. It really mm. is. It is a conundrum, and the action starts tomorrow at four a.m. in the morning. So it's an early start across in Marseille. Obviously, it's based in Europe. So there's a lot of American. Viewers here will be watching that. Uh, that'll be 4 a.m. And you'll be able to uh, live stream a bet live and watch live on the Bet Rivers website. If you place a wager on any of the action, you'll be able to watch it on the Bet Rivers website from the comfort of your own home. Uh, so the first match we're going to talk about is an interest. This is in- this really does interest me, actually. Sebastian Corder against Grigor Dimitrov. Uh, Sebastian Corder here is plus 155. Grigor Dimitrov, the number two seed, is minus $2.00. Uh, the spread here is two and a half, minus 104 for Korda receiving two and a half. And Dimitrov giving up two and a half is minus 124. The total is 22 and a half. Now, I mean, if, if you anybody had watched our show, hopefully many of you had last year, but we know we've got a new, lot of new subscribers who may not have seen last season. But Sebastian Korda mm. in 2023 costs us more money than any other player. But, mm. but I'm tempted to I'm tempted to forgive him and go in here at plus 155. I think that's a monster price. I looked at the when they met before. They've only met once before, and that was in Washington in 2022. Corder yeah, well, won that match, 6-1, 6-2 in, in the third set. He lost the open set, 4-6. Uh, but he started a minus-185 favourite for that match. So, roll the clock on, what, a year or two, just done sort of 18 months or so from then. And now Dimitrov is a minus-2 dollar favourite at the, the state. You know, he's, he's 32 years of age. I'm, I'm quite surprised by those odds. Yeah, the other thing to mention, actually, just looking at the Russo Voy matches, just served it out. I think they're playing with those Technofiber X1 balls, which are really slow. I think that might have something to do with it. I think the right. serve is okay. If you've got a big serve, you're all right. But I think when the, once the rallies play out with these Technofiber balls, very similar to Rotterdam, they use Technofiber X1 balls as well. I'm not 100% sure if they are Technofiber X1, but they were before. That's probably what's making it a little bit slower. But yeah, the stats I've got here, I've got Corder as a priced up as a minus 159 favourite in that. Washington match. I remember it very well because we were on quarter outright, I think, that week. And he had to play, he was playing great and he had to he had to play two matches in a day because there was thunderstorms there. Um, and he beat Dimitrov and he then he lost to Mikhail Ema, I think it was. So, you know, Corder was comfortably the better player on that occasion. Since then, Dimitrov's had a bit of a revival and Corder has struggled with injury, loss of form, confidence. But, you know, on his day, he has the quality to cause problems for anyone. This is another one where I'm thinking, well, shall, I, shall I go in, shall I go on Corder again? But, He's he's cost me <laughs> over the last twelve months. You're you're a little bit less forgiving than me. I think it's fair to say. <laughs> but I would. I depends. Once or twice, I'm all right. But he's he's cost me numerous times. 
I think it's value. I, just, I think you have to. Nice. If it's value, represents value. I think you still got to play. I mean, plus one fifty-five yeah. does seem to be. I mean, I think he's won his hundredth well, career match, wasn't he? Sorry, he won his hundredth career match uh, overnight as well. So is that right? I don't know. It's a big milestone for him as well. Yep. Um, well, it wasn't great against against Grenier. You know, he could have lost that match against Hugo Grenier yesterday. Mm-hmm. Called it. It was yet another match where he's had to grind it out and win right at the death. Well, you know, he should be beating someone like Hugo Grenier. Pretty easy, and Grenier would get a medical timeout. He wasn't. I don't think Grenier was fit, but not a, not a great performance again from Corder. Look at the stats on indoor hard last twelve months: ten matches for Corder, fourteen matches for Dimitrov. You can see why it's priced as it is. Dimitrov service points one and return points one totals hundred and five. Corder hundred and two. And and the problem Corder's had is that he's he struggled to break serve. He's only won thirty three percent of return points. And he's only won twelve of his last thirty-six matches in straight sets, so he's just he's just not breaking serve. And he's, I was interested to read his comments last night he, after the Grenier match. He said something like, "Oh, I had a, I had a couple of bad games in that set." <laughs> okay, great. That's that, that's not good enough, is it? A couple of bad games. That's that's why I lost the set. You can't afford that at this level, and, and you're playing it. You know, it almost cost him against against Grenier. You would think it would probably cost him against Dimitrov if Dimitrov's in. You know, is 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 the better form that he's shown in the last sort of six nine months or whatever. But on the positive side for Corder, he's now attuned to the conditions here. Dimitrov isn't. He's coming in cold, isn't he? He's not played. I don't think since the Australian Open when he lost that bad one to to Nuno Borges. I feel like given given Corder has got the experience of these conditions now, and you wouldn't be surprised if if Dimitrov's a li- just a little bit rusty. Um, I think the over two and a half sets is, is interesting here. I, I think this will be a, a close one. Couldn't really go on the money line. I don't think it's that great value on quarter on the on the stats, but plus one thirty five of bet rivers on over two and a half sets is interesting. So plus one thirty five over two and a half sets doesn't really matter. Well, it doesn't matter at all who wins the match, but uh, as long as there's a, a final set in the best of three set match in Marseille. I, I think Corder's a big price at one plus 155. Dimitrov, a bad defeat. I, I thought he was massively overrated going in the Australian Open. I saw so many people he tipping was, him yeah. up as a, as a, as a contender. Like some well, I said at the time, didn't I? He's not. He couldn't do it when he was in his 20s. He's not going to yeah. do it now at the age of 32. Yeah, I think he was down to like 33 to 1 at the start of the tournament. It was a ludicrous price, isn't it? A lot of people were tipping him up to his quarter. He didn't deliver. And I just think that he had mm. that big run. He had that great run. But I think if you're betting him at minus $2, I know there's a lot of stuff about Corder, and I know that we've lost so much money on him, but I, I personally feel that plus 155 is a little bit of value when you consider what a heavy favourite he started the last time they played. Um, mm. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Uh, only Is that an official pick, the over two and a half sets, yeah? No, that's just just, just, just a lean, that is. So a lean for Corder. I'm being very circumspect with my bets. That is one of the prop bets, and there are 28 different prop markets available on the Bet Rivers website on this match, uh, on each of the matches. Uh, and all the tournaments this week, a minimum of 28 different markets, huge array of uh, bets you can have on uh, the Bet Rivers website. Okay, let's move on to the second match we're going to speak about in Marseille. And it's it's uh, Giri Leheka against Rindenich, uh, the Frenchman up against uh, the Czech. The uh, Heka here is minus 182 with Bet Rivers, uh, plus 145 for Uh The handicap was red, minus one and a half, minus 143 for uh, Leheka. Plus one and a half for Indonex, plus 112. And the total is very high, 23 and a half. Minus 103 for the over, minus 125 for the under. Uh, Leheka came through against Goffin, the, the sort of the journeyman. Just. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, not a very good performance. Yeah. And Rindenick come through against the big serving Maxime Cressy, who's on a bit of a 
sort of a comeback or, or coming coming back from a, some terrible form. Um, what do you make of these odds? I mean, is, is the Frenchman in France? Is it you know? Is, is it some? Is that something you would look at hometown or something you think could be a hindrance to him? I think it's a positive for Rindy Kinesh. Um, but the problem I generally have with with the hacker is that he's very very hard to read. He he can he can be great or he can be pretty poor. Um, somewhere in between, he's, he, there's no real rhyme or reason to to what he does. But you know he should have lost yesterday against David Goffin. He was six three five two down against Goffin, and for the umpteenth time in his career, Goffin was unable to put a match away that he should have won. How many times has that happened in Goffin's career? Dozens and dozens, I would suggest. Um, on the indoor hard stats, over the last uh, 10 main level matches, both of these guys have played on indoor hard. Rinder Kinesh has slightly the better stats. Service points won in return, points won total of 100, compared to Leheka's 98. So slight advantage there for, for Rinder Kinesh. And on the service hold and break totals, again, slight advantage for Rinder Kinesh, 97 to 95. And what, what stands out when you look at the, the data of um, what these two have done on this surface in recent times is that both men only win 33% of return points. They're not, they're not doing enough. Very, very similar to quarter, actually. They're not, they're not, they're not breaking enough. They're not winning enough return points. So you're going to expect a few long sets. They went seven, six, seven, five, didn't they? When they played in slow conditions at Indian Wells, I think it was last year. And that was with, with Rinder Kinesh serving poorly. He had a, he had a, he had a bad day on serve that day. He only made 52% of his first serves and eight double faults. In a couple of sets, so he wasn't anywhere near his best on serve, and it still went seven six seven five. I, I, I wouldn't back the heck of that price. That's that's one thing I can say with certainty. I'm tempted to back Rinderkinesh on the money line on the indoor stats. You know, he's he's better. You would think he'd be slightly more motivated than than the hacker. Um, so yeah, this one if you're having a bet, I, I would suggest Rinderkinesh plus one forty five. You bet Rivers. Rindinic currently plus 145, as Sean said there with Bet Rivers. One a couple of little stats for you. Uh, the last five matches for Rindinic and Rindikanech, five tie breaks in the last five matches. And in the the first when they met before, there was a tie break in the first set. A tie break in this match is minus one thirteen. Um it's in for 23 and a half games, which is high, usually 22 and a half or 21 and a half, 23 yeah. and a half or 24 and a half. You expect long sets, as you said there. Would you do you think that's a Sort of a smidgen of a lean, a tie break in the match. I suspect there probably will be one. It's minus money, is it? Minus one thirteen a tie break. Mm. I, I, at the odds, I'd probably, I'd probably take a chance on Rindy Kinesh because just yeah. for the bigger price, I feel there's probably a bit more juice in that than in the tie break, um, the tie break prop. If you like that tie break prop, you can go for a tie break in set number one at plus one at plus two sixty five, and that cashed the last time these two players met in Indian Wells last year. Okay, we move. That's it for Marseille. Um, two lings and Marseille. A quarter Dimitrov uh, over two and a half sets at plus one thirty five, and Rinkinich on the money line at plus one forty five. Now we stay in stateside. Move across stateside to Dallas, where we have a match between two Americans. Um, two Americans are in. Slightly different form, and we've got the number one seed Francis TFO up against Alex Mickelson. Before we go on to that match, that's the one match we're going to feature here. We haven't spoken about Dallas since Sunday show when we were given our outright picks. You, you've seen mm. the stats on the tournament. You've seen the uh, you've seen the opening couple of days results. What what are you made of what you've seen so far? I haven't seen any data from there yet. It's, it sometimes takes a few days to come through. Um, it's usually quick, as I said. There's a bit of altitude um, in in this part of Dallas, I think it's 175 meters. Um, and it's usually a quickish, <coughs> excuse me, surface on a lake hold. So 
yeah, it's it's normally pretty quick conditions. Um, I was expecting uh, Eubanks and and Johnson who played yesterday. I was expecting that to be a uh a, a one for the overs or set one tie breaking. It was it was nowhere near. So you you got to be a little bit careful. There aren't many there aren't as many big servers in this tournament as there have been in years gone by. I mean, it was always a one for Isner and a Pelka and all these guys, and they're not in it anymore. So it's it's you got the likes of of, of Mickelson. So it's it's difficult to gauge the conditions with when you haven't really got any of those those big servers. These are the odds here. Francis TFO, number one seed, is minus 182. Uh, is not in good form, though. He's only won two of his six matches he started this year on the hard court. Uh, Mickelson is plus 145, an up-and-coming American. Uh, the spread here is two and a half. Um, minus two and a half for TFO is even money. Uh, a two and a half start for Mickelson is minus 125. And the total here is 23 and a half. Mickelson is a big server. He comes through a, a tough match against Sandgren, uh, Sandgren tennis, Sandgren in the opening rounds. Um, but CFO Mahak, he got beat by it in Australian Open. He, he had a terrible, terrible run in in some of the exhibition events before. Uh, I know it was an older exhibition events, but there's something not right about him. At the end of last year, see, he had a brilliant year, didn't he? Sort of going into the US Open, and at the end of the year, he just sort of looked tired, and he, his form lost him, deserted him. Um, heavy favourite minus one eighty two for TFO, given the old. Uh, form he is yeah i think this is a really interesting match actually be interesting to see how tfo shows up for this because as you alluded to there he's, he's not been good at all since the us open he's really been in one of his funks doesn't seem to be playing well at all just doesn't seem to be at it or interested for whatever reason you know tfo's at his best when he's when he's pumped up isn't he we, we've just not seen any of that anymore he's been very flat in recent times, since losing to Shelton at the US Open quarterfinals, he's gone 5-8, win-loss, and with a service points award every 10 points, one total of 96, which is way down on his, a good 10 points, I would suggest, down on his on his best. You know, that's a long way, a long way down. He's only won 31.5% of return points, and he's only broken serve 11.5% of the time, which is really poor. I know it's a relatively small snapshot, but it's, it's 13 matches, not including the ones that he, at Labour Cup and stuff like that, um, so he's in—he's in one. He's in a really bad place at the minute. Whether there's something going on with him or just maybe he's physically not right. I know he split with his coach Ferreira end of last season. Feels like there's something going on that we don't really know what it is. Um, as you said, Mickelson's—he's not—he's not done great. He's th- in the same time frame as I just talked about for for Tifo. He's three six win loss. But his service points, one in return points, one total is 97, which is better than TFO. So even though he's not winning the matches, he's still performing at a slightly better level in his moment in time than than TFO is. And he's, he's, he's an interesting player because it reminds me a lot of Alex Diminor, actually. A lot of, lot of court craft, a lot of, a lot of good different styles that he can play. He's, he's a tricky one. You would have thought on indoor hard, TFO's bigger weapons would prevail, but I think it's I think it's too simplistic to say that in the form that TFO's been in you know in recent times it's not just a few weeks it's it's months isn't it since the US Open mm. what was it about six months now four or five months yeah September isn't it October November yeah, so, yeah four months coming five, five months yeah it's 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 not a few weeks it's 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 been this way for quite some time um, and if you'd back TFO at this sort of price range between one point five and one point six that's minus two hundred to minus one sixty seven. In his career, he's only 4-4 win-loss on indoor hard at main level. And on all surfaces in that prize range, he's lost three of his last five completed matches. So he's been a a bad favourite to back in this sort of a price range. 
he if this again feels like a three setter. It feels like TFO will probably maybe edge it in the end. Maybe two one to TFO is perhaps interesting. But you know he's he's got to get up for it. He's got to he's got to look more pumped than he has in recent times because he's crafty, um, Mickelson. You've got to you've got to play well to beat him. So again, the over two and a half sets is interesting there. Plus one twenty eight with Bet Rivers. Over two and a half sets, plus 128. Mickelson on the money line is plus 145. Would you be tempted by that as well? Or is it in play bet, you know, something like that? I think if you want to back TFO, I think you'll get better than this in, in play. I, mm. I wouldn't back in TFO at these odds. If you, if, I suspect it might be more he gets it done eventually, but, you know, I'd wait for a bigger price than this. Just one thing you touched on there, you said about TFO splitting up from his coach, Wayne Ferreira. Mm. Also, obviously, you've got Holger Rune now split up with, him, with Boris Becker. Just want to know how much of an effect... Uh, coaching a, a change of coach during a, a bit of a slump for these players, you know, is it is it is it really dependent on the player how they how they recover, or is it something that you factor in when you're looking at your handicapping? It, I guess it depends on the circumstance. It, the, the fact that TFO is in such a a slump and then split up with his coach, and I, I don't think he's appointed a new one yet. You know, that suggests that something's not quite right. The same with Dominic Team, he was with. Um, Massive, wasn't he, for for a long time? And then when he got back from the injury, team wasn't getting the results again. They went their separate ways. It it, it feels like there's something not quite right there. Um, I mean, Holger Rune. I mean, he splits up with a coach every every other week, doesn't he? Mm. He was with Lutie for about five minutes. Then then Becker's decided that he can't travel with him. Maybe he's not allowed to. Probably. <laughs> you watched that documentary on um, Boris Becker last night. No, I didn't. There was, a, there was a documentary. It was, on, it was a channel over here. It was a documentary on. It's a. It's. A, I think it's a four part of the life of Boris Becker. It was on ITV. It's on for an hour. Very, four very parts. good. Yeah, it's it's the, the the downfall of Boris Becker. It starts off his career and it goes there. If you can watch it on um on I whenever you can catch up. If you if you're stateside as well, you want to watch this documentary. Very, very interesting documentary on uh, Boris Becker. Um, you you may be able to find it on one of your your. The, the, some device or on the internet somewhere, but it was, it's really, really good, Sean. If you want to watch that this afternoon, it's pretty good. It goes around his private life and obviously the famous incident in the, in the broom cupboard at Nobu, the restaurant, mm, and got him yeah. in all kinds of trouble. We'll leave that there. Um, Bonky Price <laughs> was his nickname, wasn't he, over here? It was, it very, it was, there. It was at one stage, yeah. in, that, uh, in that broom cupboard. Um, just finally, the final match uh, is in Cordoba over in Argentina. And this has probably been the takeout of all the tennis this week, the weather in Cordoba, which is absolutely sweltering. And it doesn't seem to be any chance of it sort of stopping. It's it's, it's extremely, extremely warm. It's supposed uh, to break today, actually. Is it, is it, it's still not warm. today, not today, it's, it's, tomorrow, Thursday. Yeah, it's still like in 20s, but really, really high. So it's going to change tomorrow. And does that have an effect on your thinking on this match? So let's give you the match yes. we're going to talk about here. It's Luciano Tarderi up against uh, Sebastian Offner. Now, Sebastian Offner is minus 122. Tarderi is even money. The spread here is one and a half. Tarderi minus one and a half. Sorry, plus one and a half is minus 130. Offner giving up the one and a half is plus 102 with a total here at 22 and a half. 28 different markets available on this match as well with Bet Rivers. Um, yeah, well, I think we sort of alluded to and sort of touched on the fact that Sebastian Offner, who's from Austria, would not be loving these kind of conditions. So I've automatically presumed you were going to go uh, fade in with the Italian who probably would be a little bit more suited to these conditions. But now you say there's a bit of rain around, some thunder and lightning, some storms. Yeah. In Is, uh, are, are we are we changing our opinion on what we thought initially here? I think he might have got a little bit lucky here, um, Sebastian Offler. This is interesting because 
um, Darderi was priced up as favourite for this. So if you're saying he's now minus 122 often, and that's quite a big swing from... Yep. What's minus 122? About 1.8 something. Yep. Yeah, he was 2.05, I think, when he was initially priced up for this often, which I would have, I would have gone in on, on 2.05. I'm not, I'm not so sure about the odds now, but yeah, it's, it, this is a tricky one because you look at the weather forecast and it says there's 36 millimetres of rain, supposedly, in Cordoba on Thursday with, with the thunderstorms, but they can be quite localised and it, it, it can make you look a bit silly, this. I've done this before. When it's when I've said there's 36 millimeters of rain in the uh, thunder, thunder rain, thunder showers in the forecast, and it's ended up missing the local area. It's been like, I don't know, 10 miles down the road or, or whatever, um, and the conditions have been very different. But I think it, with the weather breaking, obviously it's not. It's still going to be hot, humid. It's going to be hot and humid. It's still going to be over 30 degrees, but not with any burning sun. Obviously, there's going to be all thunder clouds up there. So you would think often might have got a little bit lucky there. Plus, he's got a Thursday start as well, hasn't he? Um, I think he was in Ireland, actually, wasn't he, On um, in Davis Cup? He was certainly playing on indoor hard um, offener a few days ago. So it's, it's kind of a long journey, but the Thursday start is, is quite generous from the tournament. Um, if you look at the, the challenger stats of these pair uh, over the last 12 months on clay, there's very little in it. Dardari's service points, one in return points, one total is 104.5. By the way, he, he is Italian, but he's he plays for Italy, but he was born in Argentina, so... Um, he will be used to these conditions. Offner is 105, so almost identical in terms of the the challenger stats over the last 12 months on clay. Um, I didn't. I mean, Dardari wasn't great against Barrios Vera in, in in the last match. He seemed to win it more more on fitness than anything else. Barrios Vera kind of faded in that, um, and that that might be his best chance again. It's it's still going to be hot and humid, but not you know not as bad as it's been in in recent times. Um, I still, I'm still tempted to back off. There is, there is quite a big difference in in experience between these two. Um, often has obviously played at main level many, many, many more times than Dardari. So it's it's a lean for Offner. I think he, it might be the case that he has got the best of of the weather. Plus, if it's going to be thunder sh- uh, showers, it's going to be on off on off, and you would think the more experienced player will be able to deal with that the better. So. Tempted, tempted to back off them, but I think the price has perhaps just gone maybe a squeak low. Mm. Um, the overs is interesting as well, actually. Both of these um, pretty strong servers, so the over over twenty two and a half, if that's what it is, is is interesting there as well. Yeah, over twenty two and a half is currently minus one twelve, and off the uh, on the money line is minus one twenty two, and that match starts tomorrow at twelve p.m. Eastern time, which I uh, which is obviously in Argentina. And the one in Dallas, which we were mentioning there, which was the match between um, TFO and Mickelson. I'm just going to get you the start time for that. That starts when, around about 1 p.m. So the only the reason you've got to get up early is for tennis in Marseille. Then you can have a nice afternoon and watch a bit of tennis or, or, or watch it. On your lunch break, um, Sean, no official pick then. No official pick tomorrow, just a few no, I'm being I'm being circumspect. I, yeah. I think it, it feels like I'd be pushing the envelope a bit went with any of these. They're, they're, they're reasonable leans, but I don't think they're strong enough for, for bets. And as I said, February can, it can cost you if you end up having too many bets, that's for sure. Sometimes no bet is the best bet. So don't worry about that. I'm the man of 
phrases and you've and, got a lot of these yeah I'm the man, pictures, of, you? yeah yeah I'm the, I'm the man of common sense today i wish i could put some of these into practice that would be, then i'll be okay <laughs> but uh, anyway um there's a great load of content uh we which we have coming your way and currently obviously if you like this show you can download the podcast betting weekly game bet match on your preferred podcast provider please keep downloading that if you'd like to listen to that on the podcast form uh we also subscribe to betting weekly youtube um betting weekly studio sorry on youtube uh, there's a great amount of subscribers on that. That's growing at a lot, great rate. Um, any comments you want on the show, please put the comments in there. And uh, we're going to do some competitions offers coming up uh, very soon with the, these T-shirts that we have, which uh, which which the Sean Calvert one has been the most hottest ticket in town, hottest T-shirt in town. Getting really? the uh, the one dollar bus, yeah, oh yeah, they're flying out the door. Uh, going to have to get to the wholesale and get some more. Ring. You have to get uh, some more, yeah. Yeah, and you also follow us on our socials on Instagram and Twitter, which is at Because We Win. Uh, Sean, you rest up. We're back uh, on will. on Sunday. We have three tournaments on Sunday: Rotterdam, Delray Beach, and Buenos Aires. Um, I've got I've got a, a meal booked with the, with the missus because it's Valentine's Day, and we're going out Sunday when our friend is singing. So hopefully we can we can arrange it an early time or late when we come back in in the evening for that. Because I've got um. I've got. We're going to see a friend of ours singing a few numbers. So uh, I'm sure what, you've got something locally or hey, oh yeah, locally. I'm sure you must have something planned. No. What? No, don't do Valentine's Day. Isn't no. every day is Valentine's Day in the Sealy household. Every really? day, I always buy flowers. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Romance is, right? is not dead in this house, Sean. Come on, romance is definitely dead in this household. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, hope you have a lovely Valentine's Day. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday. Um, Hopefully we'll be cashing tickets and uh, we'll be getting some more winners and hopefully we can get some outright winners through as well and we'll have some something to celebrate not only for the Sean's house for his uh, for his Valentine's Day weekend but hopefully with the tickets as well uh, cashing some winners. Uh, have a great day and we'll see you all again on Sunday. And also uh, we have some WTA betting angles, uh, best bets on the WTA tour, also on the YouTube channel. So keep look out for them. Lots of nice picks going on there and I'm doing quite well now. Plus five units for the year. Okay, that's it. Have a great day and we shall speak to you on Sunday.